Culture Radio. Sometimes, in the midst of radio mediocrity and complacency, God raises up a radio show, radio show that's so revolutionary and controversial that it demands the attention of the entire world.
we got a lot of announcements tonight. Um, big things are happening in our church, not only for our local church, but also Holofest Radio. We got a concert series going on once a month at our local church for Holofest. We're going back to the true vision of Holofest, which was not a radio show. It was, what, a monthly live event, right? Yes, it was. It was an event that was actually sponsored by the youth from the church. Exactly. So we're going back to that 2011, 2011. Listen, we got the guy that sings Vangy Gosa in the chat room right now. Uh, let me tell you, dude. That song was like off the hook. And everybody used to request it. And you should have seen Preach That Fire dancing to it. And he doesn't even know how to dance. Spanish music. So those of you that remember. You could imagine. Vangy Gosa is the longest running track on the countdown ever in the history of Holofest Radio. It was that popular. Check it out. He's in the chat room, but also, he's from the BX. He's from the Bronx. See, I thought he was from DR or something. I thought he was from La República Dominicana. I thought he was yeah. from there. Because it's rare that you hear good music like that. Come good reggaeton music like that. Yeah, because normally it sounds like... New York style. Yeah. It, it doesn't have like that fullness. Yeah, yeah. That's, like and, something is missing, but yeah. I gotta say, his was good. It was good. And I, I talked to him it. today. I let him know that we want to... We're going to bring him out to the church. That's awesome. So he's real excited. So big that shout That our church is into because, of course, I have Latinos and they like uh, reggaeton. Oh, I feel like the answer. Uh, uh. Come on. Uh. Everybody in the chat room. Bounce your head. Uh, uh. Bounce your head. Uh, uh. Here we go. Uh. Holla Fast Radio. Ready? Come on. Holla Fast Radio. Uh. Come on. Holla Fast Radio. Uh. Uh. Holla Fast Radio. Uh. Woo. <laughs> Woo. Woosa, Lord Jesus. You know, I had to woosa myself today and I wasn't even at work. Woosa, Lord Jesus. So, you... Rambo Sakalabasuka. Mama Tama Bota. All right. Sugar Honda. Anyways. <laughs> you like my speaking in tongues? You like it? Anyways, does that say it? What am I telling you? It means to start the show. Yeah. Father, in the name of Jesus, woosa me down tonight. I inhale, Lord, woo, and I exhale, Lord, sigh. <sighs> Calm me down, Father. <laughs> Father, we ask, Lord, that you would take control of all that's going to be done tonight. Father, if we offended you in any way, all of us that are going to be broadcasting and part of this whole experience of Holofest here, we ask, Lord, that uh, that the blood of Jesus Christ, your son, would wash away all of our sins tonight. Lord, let nothing go wrong. Lord, we ask, Lord, that you would take control of our transmission waves here tonight, Lord. Lord, remind all of our faithful listeners of Holofest Trader that they would tune in tonight, Lord. And Father, we ask, Lord, that um, you would be glorified, that the word be lifted up, and that your Holy Spirit... The fellowship of the Holy Spirit be felt here tonight, Lord. We love you. We honor you. We praise you. You are King of Kings, Lord of Lords. You are Lord Jehovah, Lord Sidkinu, Jehovah Shama, Jehovah Nisi, Lord Adonai, El Elyon, Elohim God, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We love you. We praise you to whom be all glory, honor, and praise. Lord, calm me down again because I'm getting excited just declaring your names. We ask you all of these things in the name of Jesus. In the church, say, 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 say. amen. Amen. Let's get this party party started right, right, right. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Your radio is now online. Holofest Radio. New York City's official number one radio station. 
coldest refrigerators. I will be an outcast till he raised me up. Elevators, me and you. Yo, mama, yo, cousin, my brother, we never sell a soul for just to be stunting. Cause everything is good to me, the Lord, he done it.
addicted to the station. So we would like to apologize up front for causing this addictive behavior. Sorry, dog. But don't worry. We're working on an iPhone and Android app so you can take us anywhere and get your fix 24-7. Oh, that's the stuff. The new Holofest Radio on your iPhone and Android is coming soon. You hear me? Only from New York's number one station for holy hip-hop and reggaeton. Number one. The new, the new Holofest Radio. Y'all know what it is. Number seven. I'm, I'm, I'm just in the studio. I call you right back when I'm done. Put in work, I'm in the booth for the song. Put in and press the All right, y'all, let's get into this track. Coming in at number seven. We're going all the way to the UK. Lola God held. The track is called Studio. Man, London is doing it big right now. Oh, <laughs> 
like, come on, come on. I'll put him first place, come on. Okay, brother, don't sweat it. Only eight more edits. Oh, yeah, I can't pull you back. I ain't got credit. <laughs> Life 
she bangs, she bangs. Oh baby, but she moves, she moves. I go crazy. This is not.
tierras contaminadas. This your man gifted the flamethrower. What's mobbing, man? This is seven. Hey, preach that fire. It's sister Shorty Blaze. This your boy Fizzle. You listen to Holofest Radio, baby. Banging Christian hip hop and reggaeton. 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 So check it out. Holofest Radio.
I don't want to use the living Besides version. Besides the Hebrew, Hebrew one. I got one living version of the uh, the living Bible, and uh, I don't want to use it because I don't believe that that's the Word of God. I don't believe that's the Word of God. I believe that that's a paraphrase of the Word of God. And the author who wrote it, be honest with you, I'm going to give you the real reason why he wrote it. He wrote, he rewrote the Bible to help his daughter understand the Bible. The author of the living Bible. I do not recommend it. That is not the Word of God. That is a... A corrupt translation of the scripture. Um, so I have it because I have it to study from it. So you can, can use Xavier's Bible. How's that? Actually, I do got a Bible. You're going to go see it. I want you to go get it. The parallel Bible. The four Bibles in one. It's thick like this. You're going to see all the way to the left on the bookshelf. It's not black, right? No, you're going to see it says parallel Bibles. King James Version, Amplified Version, New International Standard Version, and the Living Bible all in one. So Sister Sunny Blaze is going to go get my full parallel Bible in one. Um. Anyway, listen, man, we got a good show lined up for you guys tonight. We're going to be getting into the Word of God in a few moments. The topic is reconciliation and restitution. Reconciliation and restitution. The topic actually is when you reconcile with your brother, should you go and make restitution? Should you go and uh, make restitution? And what do I mean by that? What I what I mean is usually when we are at odds with an individual, the truth of the matter is we do slander them, we do speak gossip about them, and what happens is many times we ask for forgiveness from this individual, but yet their name is still slandered among everyone that you gossip with them too. Should you go back and fix everywhere where you slander them? <laughs> All right, so um. Ta-da. Let me show it to the... But it's not called what you said it was called. It's called comparative... So I'm here looking for what he told me... Study Bible. ...was the name of it, and of course that wasn't it. Um, this is a parallel Bible. But that's not what it says on top of it. Um, what does it say? Comparative... Study study Bible. Listen, um, Sister Study Blaze, first of all, we just finished coming back to planet Earth from blasting off on the top nine countdown of the show from nine to one, giving you nothing but the best and exclusive, hottest in holy hip hop and gospel reggaeton. Song. Big shout out to D-Bello, who's up in the chat room. We're going to play his track in a few moments before we get into the word of God, but uh, um, so tonight's topic, Sister Shorty Blaze. What is the topic? The topic is reconciliation. Mm-hmm. When you uh, reconcile with your brother and sister in Christ. But not only that, um, this is the question I have for you, Sister Shorty Blaze. I had a question you for that already. <laughs> oh, okay. So what's the question? My question was, what if you do and they go and they act up again and they don't want to? They don't want to. They just don't want to. That's a, that, that we're going to get into that a little bit deeper because you have your people that you know never wrong and they're always right and um then you apologize to kinda them like, and it's okay and then like, they do it again and it's like you don't know what's up with them they got their balance I don't know man I, I really don't know and let's not go there because you're gonna get me upset okay so kind of like women no because we're always ah, right ah gotcha women are always right I gotcha 
That's it. I gotcha. I gotcha. Um, you're always right, and um, there's no way of reconciling with you with you women, right? There isn't. You know why? Because I did a search online, and I came up with the fact that men only apologize because they want to get out of the situation, and we apologize when we're absolutely and sincerely sorry. So every time that you apologize, you don't mean it. Wait a second. So you are going to... Statistics say that, not me. Okay. Statistics. Okay, so you are going to base your conclusion off the internet. That's right, because, you know, I had to prove wait, that wait, I was wait, right. Wait, 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 wait. I had to prove that I was right once again. All right. That so women are always right. So your right. conclusion for the last three weeks on Holofast has been boiled down to a, a study that you found... Because I had to prove to you that On I was the right. internet. That's right. That was probably taken off a feminist movement website. It was a guy who wrote it, okay? He's gay. <laughs> Why? He's gay. Why is he gay? Because a guy's not going to say that. A guy is going to try to get, to, to, to try to get, you know, you women to kind of like be a little bit more understanding. If he's saying that we're just trying to get out of a situation, he's gay. He's fruity. It's true, though. He's true. You guys want to get out of it, so what do you do? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You forgive me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And then what happens? Then what happens? Tell me what happens after that. Then we go on our merry way. No. They go and they do it again. So they weren't sincerely sorry, were they? He's gay. They were not sincerely sorry. He's gay. Dude is gay. Anyway, um, that's real talk, man. That's real talk. <laughs> How do we get into getting into the word of God into he's gay? You got into that, not me. <laughs> Listen, man, shout out to everybody that's tuning in up in the chat room. Let's see who we got there, man. We got who do we got there in the chat room? You got Brando. We also got Deluxe Blaze. You got Dimelo. Dimelo's up in the chat room. Eileen Reina's up in the chat and room. And actually, Dimelo, Eileen is one, another one of your fans. She loves your Benny Gosa song, Just Like Me. You know, sometimes you would hear my my son and would, they would just come out and all you heard was the banging on the floor. Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. Um, so big shout out to Sister Eileen. Just to let you know, girl, the guy that sings your song. Bang Igosa, he's in the chat room. It's called Demelo. So give him a shout out. Um, actually, he's from the Bronx. In case you didn't know that, so he's coming to our church real soon. I just hit him up. Just hit him up. Just hit him up. So we also got Falcon IXL. We also got Hurt Seven, which is Daniel, right? Yes, it's Daniel, and he put it because they always get him confused with Seven, the rapper. So okay, okay. <laughs> we got I am Bizzle. Now I'm gonna say it because you would have said Lamb. Bizzle, reading it all in one word. Is it Bizzle Bizzle, though? It's Bizzle Bizzle. Ah, shout out to shout my out man to Bizzle. Bizzle. That's, my, that's my peoples right there. Uh, we got MCK Productions up in the chat room. She's waiting, or he's waiting. I don't even know if it's a, he or she. Um, into the, for us to get into the Word of God, we also got... Seventh Wire. Seventh Wire. Which is, he produced uh, Blaze, Blaze Torch. Torch's video. All right, you got Seventh Wire production. And we also got in the chat room, uh, Sakora. Sakora. It's Sakura. like Socorro. Socorro. <laughs> Socorro. You got Sister Shorty Blaze. Yoo-hoo! 
We also got TDG for Life. That's probably an abbreviation for a ministry there. So big shout out to all of you that's been tuning in faithful. We're going to be getting into the Word of God in a few moments. The topic of tonight is reconciliation and restitution. Reconciliation and restauración. Restitución. I was, I was watching um, Sister D. Um, Pastor Santaella's wife, and she inspired me. You said Sister B? D, D, they call her D. Okay, Sister D, D. They call her D. Sister D. So, I got inspired. You act like the people listening to us know exactly what you're talking about. That's Pastor why I'm looking Santa at you. Pastor Santaella's like... wife. And she inspired and me because she was translating... Because you don't like, because you assume that the audience is your husband, that I gotta read between the lines and know exactly what you mean 24 hours well, a day. If you don't let me finish, I'm never gonna you get give to me the short, You give me these short sentences, and I'm supposed to know the full context of what you're saying. I don't know what you're saying. I will banish you from this house. No, I will banish you. You like that, right? Say something again. I think it's whack. Say something again. It's whack. Sister, sister, Pastor, First Lady Santa Ella, finish the story. Well, if you would have let me from the beginning, we wouldn't have been all with right, all of that. finish the story before I jump into something else, because I got ADD. I'm not going to listen to you. Yo, you whack. Oh. Anyways, she translates for Maria, her husband five, when she preaches. And four. Forget it. You can translate yourself. Because <laughs> I don't want to translate for you, because you whack. I'm bothering you. Listen, so you translating yourself. Listen, listen. That's why I don't translate for you. Okay, okay. Anyway, SeventhWire.com. SeventhWire.com. Anyway, he's gay. Who? The guy that said that article. Anyway, women are always right. <laughs> men are always let wrong. Let me stop. Let me stop. Let me stop. Listen, we got a couple of announcements. What we got going on, Sister Shorty Blaze, starting in the month of January through uh, December, once a month. Talk to the people. We're going to be having concerts in our church on Fridays, the last Friday of the month. We're going to be having rap artists, um, I think reggaeton artists as well. And everyone's invited. This is to uh, promote holy hip-hop in New York City and unite all of the rappers together. Am I getting that right? Yes, exactly. So, so, so you can see how life So is. starting in January, once a month, the last Friday of every month, it's called Holofest Live Straight Concert in my church We're going to be broadcasting it live on the internet At www.holofestradio.tv Once a month So check this out In the first month We got Jay Skywalker Malachi The Truth Malachi Jay Kabasa Ooh, Jay Kabasa And all of the Right Side Up Entertainment Coming out to the church for January For February we got Conquest We got Richard Dolphin Remember Richard? Richard Dolphin. Richard Dolphin we got Chris, is awesome too. the tall guy next to him, and we just added a new and upcoming artist. His name is Buck Barnabas. The dude is fire. I personally included him in this. March, Blaze Torch, Jay Legacy, Young Paul for March. It's coming out last Friday of March. It's going to be big. Then check this out. In April, in April, the last Friday of April, he suddenly, Seda, my man Pyro, it's going to be bonkers. Then in May, we got 3D Remedy. 3D Remedy is going to be kicking it off. Yeah, we got Nucci Rayo. We're trying to get PBC to come out. Um, Gage. 
But I think we're going to move Gage to another month because Gage wants to bring Petity. Oh, wow. He wants to bring Corey Rand. Man, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy, 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 crazy. We got TJ to pray him. I'm telling you, Holofesco's live concert. Now, check this out. This is Charlie Blaze. Here's the niche. After the concerts, we're going to take him downstairs, and we're going to have food and fellowship, and we're going to pre-record it. Video interviews with these artists. We're going to break bread with them. We're going to get these artists to just sit together at the table and fellowship, and we're going to hear their heart, and we're going to record it live. You know who would be good to do that? SeventhWire.com. To do that, right? It's gonna be hot. It's gonna be hot. It's gonna be hot. Um, so just letting you know some of the plans for Holofest um, in 2011: live concerts once a month, straight from the Tabernacle of He Is Risen Tabernacle, which is our church, man. So if you're in the Tri-State area, also I forgot to mention, DJ Transform is gonna be mixing it up on the ones and two live. It's about that time we get into the Word of God. So let's get into this track for my man Dimelo. The track is called Benny Gosa. Keep it locked, man. You're listening to New York City's official number one radio station for holy hip hop.
ministry. While those other preachers who read the word put you to sleep. Wake up, homeboy. Preach that fire is bringing you straight heat out of the word of God. topic, but this is the best part of tonight's show, actually, is when we um, delve, dive, just right into the scriptures and just hear the heart of God tonight, man. So go get your Bibles, you carnal Christians, man. Let's get into the word in a few moments. The topic is reconciliation and restitution. Reconciliation and restitution. Look at what it says in Luke chapter 19, verses 1 through 10. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him since Jesus was going and coming that way. When Jesus reached that very spot where the tree was, Jesus looked up and said to Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to murmur and criticize, saying, he has gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said, look, Lord, and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay Pay him back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today, salvation is come to this house, because this man, Zacchaeus too, is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was lost. Interesting text, y'all. Now, you're probably asking, what does this have to do with reconciliation and restitution? Very simple. Let's look at the dynamic of this man named Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus, by profession, Profession was a tax collector, meaning he was sanctioned by the Roman Empire to collect tax from the people. Now, you and I both know who likes people taking their money. Nobody. No different today. 
when the government tax collects on all of our income growth that we receive from our jobs. So by profession, this man was not well liked in his community. But look at this. Zacchaeus was not only a tax collector, he was a conniving tax collector. Understand the position that this man held in the community at that time. He was not well liked because the scripture says, if we read in verse 5, it says that the people criticized Jesus for wanting to go to the house of this man, which was rightfully made because Zacchaeus said, if I wronged anybody, I'm going to pay him back. Why? So that allows us to know that he knew that he had wronged individuals. And the individuals knew that he used to wrong them. Now look at this. Here was Jesus. Look at this. In his house, Jesus didn't have to say to Zacchaeus, make restitution. Listen to what I'm saying. Listen to what I'm saying. The Spirit of God convicted this man so much that he knew, even though he was reconciling himself with God... Symbolically, by receiving Christ into himself, into his house, like you and I receive into our hearts the Lord Jesus. Listen to me. Listen to what I'm saying. The word reconcile means to allow someone back in. It means to make peace, to become one again. That means when two people are at odds, they are divided. Right? Division, which means a divide in the vision. When they reconcile, what it means is they both allow each other to come back in, a.k.a. to come back into their lives. There are people who are listening to me right now that are at odds against another minister, another rapper, another family member. What does that mean? Basically this. That you're no longer allowing them in. There is no possibility of fellowship. Look at this. Now, here is where you and I mess up. During our time of division and hurt and bitterness, which might be justifiable because had a person genuinely offended you, then to some degree you have a right to be offended because they did you some wrong. But even though you have the right to be offended, you do not have the right to be unforgivable. Do you see what I'm saying? Now, what usually happens, listen to me, when we are in unforgiveness, listen to me, because we no longer allow them in, what we do is we criticize them. To anybody, listen to what the Spirit of God is telling me right now. Who do we criticize them to? To the people who we do allow into our lives. Whoever's in our house, when that topic comes up of that individual who is not in the house of our hearts, listen, we criticize them. We wrong them. Man, we belittle them. And don't sit here and be pious with me. You're lying. Yes, you do. You sit here and say, and then on top of that, we be lying to each other saying, I haven't told nobody what we're going through. You are lying. Yes, you have. We all do. Yet we try to appear and we tell the other individual, listen, why are you telling somebody our business? I haven't told anybody. You're lying. Yes, you have. We all do. 
All of us have. You, no, you haven't been the first in history to not do that. You've told somebody. The problem is you've told them, don't tell nobody. Ooh, I'm in your face today. I'm in your face today. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Sitting here lying in my face, knowing God knows your heart. Sitting here saying, "Oh, why are you telling each other? Telling why are you telling us? Calling them, texting them, uh, uh, Facebooking them, Twittering them, talking about MySpaceing them, sending them, sending them emails, talking about why are you telling people our business? You know, I haven't told nobody. You're lying. Yes, you have. Now look at this. Look what happens when those individuals leave our home." And I'm not talking about our home. I'm speaking metaphorically. Leave those who are we let in when they leave our presence. Guess what they do? They leave walking away with the perception that you last told them. And if they are personal friends with you, they get offended as well with the other party not even knowing them. How many of you have been offended at somebody simply because the way the individual who was your friend told you what went down, now you're mad at them and you don't even know them. And now when you see them, now you have a hostility in your heart against them. Now check this out, check this out. Now, this could go on for years. Listen to me. So you could have infected. Listen to me. Because gossip is a virus. You could have infected a thousand people. I'm I'm, I'm exaggerating, but let's just say. Because I don't think us as individuals even have a thousand friends. But let's just say 50 people. Let's just be more pragmatic. Now... 49 of your friends whom you let in, who knows of the situation, the potential for them to be angry at the other party is there. And let's say that they do. So now this individual has one knowing individual who's against them, which is you, and 49 secret haters. Listen, listen to what I'm saying. Listen to what I'm saying. Now, let's say, listen to me, let's say years go by, maybe months, even weeks. With me, my unforgiveness could last maybe 90 days and then I kind of like, kind of like let it go. I'm not saying that I've never operated in unforgiveness. I'll be lying to you. I am very, very cold when it comes to somebody hurting my feelings. I will cut them off. Like literally, like goodbye and it's over and it's high and by with me. Right? I'm being very transparent with you. I'm human. I'm very, 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 when somebody breaks their loyalty with me, I get very hood rat with that. I don't play that. I will cut you off and we will never be friends again ever. It'll just be hi, how you doing? God bless. Uh, hi and bye. I'll keep walking, and I won't. I won't feel bad about it. That's just me, and I have to work on that in my heart. I'm just being transparent. I'm being very, very transparent. Breaking the rules as a pastor, but who cares? All right, all right. Now, now look at this. Let's say God convicts you and I about it. Look at this. And you decide to make reconciliation with this individual. You call them. You say sorry. 
for any ill will, any indifference, and any wrongdoing that you've done to them. You don't make excuses for it. You bona fide say, I'm sorry for saying this. Um, and I apologize. I was wrong. Please forgive me. Now, listen to me. The other person is not required to forgive you. You're not asking for forgiveness because you're requiring to be forgiven back. You're asking for forgiveness because you want to be forgiven by God. Whether they ask or receive your forgiveness is not is not your business. It's not your business. I recently sent out a large, large bla- email blast to everybody um, that I had offended in the last, I don't know, three years. It was a large list. And for the most part, I didn't get a response from not one of them. Maybe from one. Maybe one or two. I'm lying. One or two did respond and said, listen, it's all good. Right? But for the rest, I didn't hear from them at all. And I know that they got it because um, I know. Now, I didn't do it to get forgiven back. I did it because God commanded me to do it. And showed me the error of my ways and that I needed to make reconciliation and peace. Now, had I been conditional, I would have got mad all over again because I would have said, here I am making myself vulnerable, admitting I'm wrong, which pastors usually don't do. And they couldn't even respond back. And I would have got mad all over again. I didn't do it to look for, I didn't do it for their sake. I did it for my sake. Because I genuinely saw where I was wrong. And I wasn't wrong in everything, but I genuinely saw where I was wrong at. Right? Now, now, now look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Let's say God, look at this. God convicts you and you make peace. But your view of this individual has now changed. So now they are no longer the enemy. They are now, you've let them back into your house. Right? You've reconciled. You are now one again. Right? You have uh, let them back in. Right? So your perception of them has changed. Listen. But 49 of the individuals don't know this. So their perception of them hasn't changed. What should you do? Very, very simple. You make restitution. Zacchaeus realized that he was wrong and has wronged individuals. And without Jesus even telling him, he knew I had to fix everything that I made wrong. Look what he said. Let's read it and then we'll close. But Zacchaeus stood up, verse 9, Luke chapter 19, and said to the Lord, look what he said to the Lord. He didn't say to the people. He said to the Lord, look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Now, now look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Not only did he pay back what he legally took, he did not have to pay it four times over. He did not have to. He already had to pay what he stole. But the reason why, I'm going to show you why you make restitution, and this is why we do it. Because Zacchaeus knew that the money that he stole from these individuals and cheated them out caused them, listen to me, 
a lot of grief. You don't know, you don't know how much grief you and I cause when we belittle our brother, when we criticize him to other rappers, to other artists, to other website owners, even though you make peace, let's say five days later, yet all of those rappers, all of those website owners now have an indifference against the person that you messed up. And I'm here, I'm, I'm here to tell you something. Listen, listen, listen. And I'm not speaking something I haven't done because my church should tell you. I apologize and fixed about stuff that I've done years going back with individuals. And I've went back and I've tried to rectify every perception wrong that I made of them. Just to make sure that my reconciliation is full. Because what happens is, even though they're back into the house, when your friend comes back over to the house, your friend is going to act different with them, even though you're cool with them now. Ooh, catch that, catch that, catch that, catch that. So while, so while Preach That Fire is now cool with you, now everybody else is mad at Preach That Fire because for that brief moment where you were mad, you done criticized Holofest Radio, and now their perception of Holofest Radio is based on inside knowledge because now you were intimate with me, now they know, listen to what I'm saying, this is what I'm saying. Now they're mad at that label because you used to be a part of that label. And now when you left that label, now you're mad at that label. You done criticized that label. Now you're cool with that label, but you done forgot that for the last two years you've been criticizing that label. So everybody else is now mad at that label, don't want to work with that label yet. You are now cool with them. Baby, you, you got to go back by the, by, by, by the authority of the word of God and go rectify everything you did wrong against that person. That is restitution. It is biblical, and if you don't, you are in danger of losing your salvation. You know how I know why? Because the Bible says, look what it says, look what it says, look what it says, look what it says. Listen to me. Jesus said in verse 10, today salvation is coming to this house. That means as much as this man loved Jesus, as much as he did work to see Jesus, as much as he invited Jesus into his house, as much as he received Jesus as Messiah, if he didn't reconcile and fix all of the wrong that he's done, he would have been just as eternally lost as, as, as an unbeliever. How powerful is restitution? Baby, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. You better go back. And fix the testimony of those persons that you've done messed up now that you're cool. Call them right now. Go Facebook that again. Matter of fact, make if you're listening to me and everybody knows you've done messed up with somebody else, go to your Facebook right now. Go to your MySpace. Go to your Twitter and make it very obvious that you have reconciled with that person and that you take back everything that you said against them and you would appreciate that everyone would take back their thoughts because you were speaking out of anger. You better go rectify that. You better go rectify because when you stand before God, you are in danger of hellfire. I'm dead serious. That's how serious restitution is. That even Zacchaeus said, I'm going to go, I am going to not only pay them back, which means God is not saying just say I'm sorry. He said, I'm going to pay them back four times, which means this. Look at this. Look at this. I am going to compensate for all the hurt that I've caused, and I'm going to refill that with me compensating for it. Don't get mad at God. You shouldn't have been, you shouldn't have allowed yourself to get to this level. You First of all, you shouldn't have been gossiping anyway. So now, suck it up. Be a man. Be a woman of God. 
Go and ask for forgiveness and go rectify all the wrong that you've done against that person and try as much as you can to clean that person's testimony up. Because if you went through hell to, to dirty their testimony and now you're cool with that person, you better go back and go get the spiritual mop and bucket and go get the pine soul of the Holy Spirit and go clean up the mess you made. Go back and make restitution. Restitution is part of the process of reconciliation. The Lord, 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 and a blessing to the reading, 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 reading the Holy Scripture. We're gonna go into it right now. Let's do it. Let's get back to the music. Let's go.
in the face. Hey. So if you is a rider in that Lexus or that Honda, hey. please throw in that front line is in. You know it's I quit music, but I never was a quitter. Hey. And them liners never follow, so just follow us on Twitter. Hey. While you chilling in the back with your face all bitter. Hey. If the music's too loud, baby, cry me a river. river. Pump up the bass when that beat comes on, homie. Scrunch up your face. You know how we do it when we step up in the building. If you hating, chopping, screw it. We don't never catch no feelings. Pump up the bass. 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 Pump up the Sleep, cousin, and I 
authentication, the same rotation there, we not to mention the fornication.
agresivo, tú sabes que la salvación es mi motivo, que solo lo violento el reino arrebatan, se quedan firmes con palabras contraatacan, luchando por mi salvación, batallando pana contra toda situación, enfrentando y avanzando en el camino, tumbando los obstáculos que pone el enemigo, en esta guerra la batalla no es fácil, muchos entran completos y se quedan en el chasis, es que todo es un asunto de sacrificio, de practicar la fe mi pana con un ejercicio, luchando por mi salvación, batallando por mi salvación, marchando por mi salvación. Lo que pasa es que Cristo tiene el control Luchando
this the voice of a new generation. No religion or denominations. Only bound by love for the lost and the love for the God that is love and saves us. We walk against the prince again. He don't like us. We don't care. No matter the weapon that forms if Jesus is for us, there's nothing to fear. Our kingdom is out of this world. Yes, I am a new creation. We pledge of allegiance to Jesus, the rock of salvation that gave us some freedom.
life Cause things ain't going right Try Jesus, try Jesus If you're caught up in the hype Stuck in the nightlife Try Jesus, try Jesus Yo, my Lord tall like the rock that I stand on The devil's a sandstorm I'm planning my sand dogs My Lord's a heavyweight Champion in every state Laughing at the devil Cause he's softer than paper plate Easily folded Broken and disposed, kid Softer than the paper That I blow my nose with Yeah, he got Christians falling Focused on balling Strong was falling
Lakers pull machetes on me like they Jason. People smiling in my face behind my back, they hating. Been through the ballroom balls to fight with cops, the laceration. The tribulations and the character assassination. The church fear me, the streets hear me, the industry leery. The gatekeepers know about me, but they won't get near me. Survive the shootouts, the crack wars. I've been stabbing, now that the smoke's gone. Look, y'all, I'm still standing. My plan experiments in turbulence, the switch is chanting. I push my seat back, go to sleep, I don't even panic. My plane touched down, hit the ground, the eagle is landing. While y'all clubbing, I'm home alone, steaming and planning. I smoke angel dust, I sniff cocaine. Crucified with Christ without no pain. I know pain, I pass no blame. I got no shame, singing we shall overcome. I already overcame. They twist a knife on my side, but I'm still here. They spread the rumors and lies, but I'm still here. They want to see me defeated, but I'm still here. They tried to kill me in the streets, but I'm still here. They twist a knife on my side, but I'm still here. They spread the rumors and lies, but I'm still here. They want to see me defeated, but I'm still here. They tried to kill me in the streets, Get the picture. 
to this. Do you want to get hooked up with DJ Transformed? Oh, oh, yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Start with the triple W. End it off with the dot com. We're booking. Log on to twitter.com forward slash DJ Transformed. Facebook.com forward slash DJ Transformed. And myspace.com forward slash DJ Transformed. Log on. This is Creator. This is your brother, Brother Ruff, the Gospel Gorilla. Yo, what's good? It's your boy Eaters, all the way from over in the UK, and I'm listening to New York City's official number one radio station for holy hip hop and reggaeton, Holofest Radio. This the holy hot boy. Hey, yo, it's your boy Sean Slaughter, and you listening to Holofest Radio? You know what I mean? We preach that fire, and Sister Shorty Blade. You know what I'm saying? Don't get it twisted. Holofest Radio. It's Station for holy hip hop and gospel reggaeton. We have reached the hot or not segment of the show. We just finished coming back from 30 minutes of non-stop mega mix with my boy DJ Transform. This is your boy, man, Pastor Alexander Pagani, aka Preach of That Fire. I'm here with my lovely wife, Sister Shorty Blade. Um, and this is the part of the show where we get to get feedback from you guys. Whether a hot, whether a track is hot, or whether it's not. Um, and it's done very simple. You get to call in. You get to call us after the track is played, and you get to share your honest thoughts on whether the track is good, whether it needs some work, whether um, whether we keep it, or, Scrap it, or whether we make a donation to the New York City Department of Sanitation. Definitely, definitely, definitely. And tonight's artist, we're going to be uh, wondering if... He is hot or not is the artist under the Slingshot Movement family. The artist is called J Flu. J Flu. Um, and very simple. You know the rules here at Holofest Radio. Just because you are part of a hot click doesn't mean you necessarily make hot music. Hot artists make whack music too. So the artist is called J Flu. Um, he's from the Slingshot Movement family, which is the Street Pass, the Cambino, mm. and all of them. So I, I assume that it's hot, but you never know. The track is called... Keep Talking. The track is called Keep Talking. Um, so it's J-Flu featuring the Street Pastor. Mm. How did that? You let us know. Here we go. Slingshot, 
cheeks and grab my high tops. Equip the fly face, then let the fright drop. Living in the air up there like it's my spot. I love Waffle House, I watch I hop. Blue Skywalker walking on the sky top. See, there's a ton of you, not making fun of you. Only one eye, no sight clock. My sign language, why? It's banner in the air. Get my gnarly on pro, ain't hardly fair. My swag going dope, like it fell there. They used to call me square, now watch them all out there. No pennies. Greatness in my jeans, bro. I can't wear skinny. Gotta work the faith. Faith knows no gimmies. EPA 615, no tennies. See, life ain't a game. Line is a sin. I love this air, but I gotta drop gems. My cross on my back, go rugged like my Tim's. But know that I'm a carry like my first name, Jim. Okay, now know that I'm a carry like my first name, Drew. Stop, uh, sick. My last name, Flew. Chew, you hot, chew. Is J Flu hot? Right, you are live on the air. Who, do I, who am I speaking with right now? Okay, what's going on, bro? All right, chilling here on the chat room. All right, where are you calling from? From the Bronx. From the BX, man. What part of the Bronx, man? From Parchester. Parchester, man. So, what was your thoughts, bro? On the track, Keep Talking by J. Flu. Hot or not? I think it was hot. It had a nice beat. The bass was popping. It was nice. All right. Like listen, thanks for calling, man. Thanks for calling. All right. All right. Uh, listen, you live, you live on Holofest, man. Um, what's your thoughts about J. Flu's track, Keep Talking, featuring the Street Passer? Hot or not? Uh, I got to say, it's kind of whack, bro. I mean, the lyrics, nah, I wasn't feeling that. But the bass, the beat was, it was all right. I'm over here in uh, Southern Cali, so we got, you know, they got a little, uh, the taste is a little different over here. Okay. All right. What part of California are you calling from? 
All right, all right. Wherever that is, I never even heard of that. <laughs> is that close to any you know popular city like I don't know Fresno or you know San Diego or what? What, what is it close to? All right, I know that. That's a tourist spot. That's a, a nice tourist spot that people go to. So you're not you're not feeling the track, okay? Why? Why? You said because of the lyrics, or maybe or maybe because the West Coast you guys have a different sound. Why you don't like the track? Probably uh, because I'm used to uh, different sounds. It's it's it's. I don't know. I wasn't feeling it. Okay, okay. Let me ask you, you're going to be the last caller because we got to go into this interview. Let me ask you, what is the sound of the West Coast? Because I know that there's a big difference between East Coast and West Coast. I mean, I have my suspicions, but coming from the West Coast, what is it that you guys, what sound do you consider West Coast? Uh, that's that's kind of hard because, uh, well... Before I came to Christ, you know, it was like, uh, you know, you got all these other, you got, you know, like a Snoop Dogg and all that, those beats, those type of beats. But, you know, uh, the only thing that comes close to it is probably like, a, you know, Triple E or, you know, I know that's South, but I don't know, man. All right, all right. I might. I'm just waiting for a breakthrough, someone to come out. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. When I think you guys are into the West Coast, you guys are more into a laid back, melodic type of sound where it's. It's very melodic and calm for some reason. It's smooth, like no rush, just spit. You know what I'm saying? And no, it doesn't have to be so hard. For some reason, I noticed that the West Coast sound it has a lot of melodic instruments in it, and and it's very smooth and laid back. And that's all good, man. Shout out to the West Coast. Thank you for calling, bro. I gotta take this. I gotta take this call, bro. All right. All right, definitely. You already know what time it is. What is it? This is a Holofest. Holofest. Exclusive interview. Yo, 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 yo. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is not exclusive right here. You heard? Exclusive. Where you ask the real questions, we get the real answers yeah. from the artists themselves. Oh, that's just The new Holofest Radio, where we're not scared to ask the real questions. Just tuning in, you're listening to the sounds of New York City's official number one radio station for holy hip-hop and gospel reggaeton. Real Brizzy is on the phone, man. What up, man? Dude, I'm chilling. I'm chilling. Listen, man, I've been following your ministry for a good, I don't know, maybe four years. Um, first heard of you through Rap Fest, no lie. You know, um, they were, you know, playing you first. I didn't know too much who you were, but when Rap Fest started kind of like introducing Braille to the New York scene, um, I picked up on you, and the first thing I got was lyricism that I hadn't heard in a while. Understand, I'm from New York, so lyricism, East Coast, Northeast especially, like from Philly all the way up to New York, you know, heavy emphasis on lyricism, and I hadn't heard it for a while, and then there, there was this voice that I was like, yo, who that? And then they were like, dude from the West Coast. And it was Braille. And first of all, I got a little bit taken by the name. I was like, Braille? Like, Braille? Like, you know, for blind? This whole number thing? And then when I heard it, I said, makes sense. Talk to me, man. 
How did you come up with the name Braille to begin with? Talk to us. Well, it's real interesting, man, because um, I started rapping. Uh, man, I, uh, I got saved around age 15 or something like that. So about 14 years ago. But I started rapping uh, before I got saved. So my first, my very first rap name was Quake. I, I used to watch a lot of WWF wrestling. Uh-huh. And uh, so uh, <laughs> that probably inspired the name more than uh, more than any hip-hop take, you know. And uh, after I got saved, I started getting into, like, more, I was just kind of like the dictionary era of uh, independent hip-hop in the in the mid-'90s. Uh-huh. Um, so all these dudes were, co- yeah, college dudes putting out tapes. I was still in high school, but I started getting into bigger words and stuff like that. But... I flipped all these different names, and eventually by age 16, I was just Braille, and uh, I always just kind of understood it as uh, helping people understand the things they can't see, communicating uh, things that are either emotional, Uh uh, personal, so it happened to me, but you weren't there, so I'm going to help you understand it through the song I write, Mm. and the things that are spiritual, you know, you can't can't see it, but it's real, and so it was just uh, uh, helping people understand the things they can't see, communicating the unseen rather than the obvious. And that's kind of where it started. And as I've been growing, it's also just been uh, through, uh, because you're understanding through the text, you're understanding through the writing, not necessarily just the, um, uh, not ne- necessarily just through the, the rhyme delivery, but uh-huh. through the writing. And there's always been a high emphasis for me on actually what I'm saying, not just how I'm saying it, but also what I'm saying. And so lyrics were always kind of, when you were talking about lyricism, that's originally what drew me to hip hop. So even though I grew up on the West Coast, I was kind of more of an East Coast listener, but then I, I, I moved to New Jersey during high school. So uh-huh. I went to high school in South Jersey near Philadelphia. Nonetheless, um, I've kind of also just grown in in, uh, in, uh, in the understanding of uh, seeing God through Jesus, you uh-huh. know, and then seeing Jesus through God's Word. And so it's kind of this uh, uh, God's Word helps me to understand him and it's that same idea through my songs of of helping people to um understand god through declaring things that are expressed about god through his word helping people understand things about me um and and kind of my life story and things like that if you you weren't there to experience it through the text to help you to get an idea of what it looked like and so that kind of challenges me in the right to like not only can I, how does this, how does this sound? But if you picture it in your mind, yeah. how does this look? And if I can create a vision of an emotion or a feeling, and that's kind of the goal in writing. And that's kind of in depth where the Braille name kind of has taken on many meanings through the years. I really sometimes I, I genuinely feel like uh, God kind of renamed me uh, mm. my music name, and uh, that's consistent with his character in the Bible. So I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if that's what he did. But I, I give him. Credit credit nonetheless for um, kind of uh, giving me the right name uh, uh-huh. while I was yet a teenager because I could not have seen everything the name would come to mean, nor could I see the type of doors that the name would open, you know, because I've had opportunities just through the name. Uh-huh. Um, I got contacted by the National Federation for the Blind. They saw wow. my usage of the word, and I actually got to perform at their uh, national youth talent show. Awesome. Like, over 200, like, legally blind. Wow. You know? and so 
just a crazy scenario that wow. came out of this name that I picked at age 16, you know, and so 13 years later, it's continuing to take on new meaning for me, wow. uh, but that's, that's the roots of it right there. That's crazy, man. Did you think by just embracing the name Braille that opportunities like this to be able to minister, you know, to 250 blind individuals to help them to, Bro, to communicate the, the gospel to them. At yeah. the time, in, in 2009, it was the largest recorded gathering of young blind people meeting in one location at the same time. It was their national youth convention in, in D.C. So you had um, blind students coming from all over the state. And so I'm sitting there and I'm in a room and the majority of the people, even the people who are organizing the event, are all legally blind. And, and so it was just, it was crazy to have had this name for so long. And I don't even know if I ever had any interaction on a personal level. I just never had crossed paths with a blind person. And all of a sudden I'm in a room where everyone is pretty much blind except for me and three or four other individuals. It was a very unique situation. And, and um, wow. they like gave me a, like a, an official like silver dollar Louise Braille coin that they, you know, commemorative wow, man. So it was just a wild experience, man. Yeah, never in a million years would I have even made the connection or thought about it. It, it didn't even call my mind. When they called me, they were like, listen, we are setting up our youth conference, and people always ask us if we've ever heard of you, because when people Google Braille, they always run into you. So parents <laughs> Google Braille for their kids. People are always running into this rapper named Braille when they're trying to find resources for the, you know, the literal Braille. Uh -huh. and, but they were intrigued that I saw the word as powerful because a lot of people tend to see that the word is very limiting. Yes. But, uh, for them, it represents language. This is their their written dialect that can only the illiteracy rate among blind people is like only like. 10% or something can read. It's crazy. Uh -huh. And so, because there's not many teachers um, in most school systems that yeah. are qualified to teach a blind student how to how to read in Braille. And so they've been trying to boost the illiteracy rate um, up. And so I was a part of that kind of initiative. And it was just crazy. Do a lot of people, do a lot of the, you know, the Holy Hip Hop community, do they know this? Or is this something that, this is the first time I've ever heard this. Of you being part I don't of tell such the story a story all the yeah. time. It's just a random. I, I've been telling it again because it's one of those things, man. Where like that happened in 2009. Yeah. And honestly, there was so much going on that year. Yeah. Like by the time it was all done, I think I did like one little like statement about it. Um, but uh, I, then from there, it's just like there was so much going on. So they've actually contacted me recently yeah. to help them uh, gain awareness. And I just haven't had the time to focus on it again. But I began to start talking about it again because um, it was something that I was kind of amped up about. But I didn't. Uh, then I just had a, uh, a stage in life where I, I yeah. wasn't as focused on anything really externally. And so, um, yeah, so it kind of got swept under the rug. And I'm like, man, that is a pretty uh, a pretty cool experience. You yes. know? So I'm, I'm kind of reliving it again and remembering it and, uh, and seeing if maybe... God has some other stuff for me to do because they're trying to raise money to do another youth conference. It's very expensive for them to throw 
um, a national youth conference um, and to facilitate it. And so they're trying to raise awareness to do that. But if they are able to, they have already invited me to be a part of the next one. So they wanted me to assist them in that and maybe do a song or something. And I just uh, I haven't had the time to give it the amount of attention that it probably deserves. Uh, but, you know, I'm kind of slowly getting organized so uh-huh. that I can, uh, I can be on my grind again. But I've mainly been focused on parenting um and uh and so i do what i can when i can you know but other than that i've just been on the daddy the daddy grind first and yes foremost. yes you know the reason why I, you know i was emphasizing on you sharing this was because all right the music is great but i really do want to see what are these artists really doing with Outside Christian hip hop with their talents, I don't mind the For music. Sure. So, so hearing you share this, man, that's I ain't gonna lie, I'm moved. I almost like got slightly teary eyed a little bit because I was like, wow, you know what I'm saying? This is a gospel rapper that you know, saying that is ministering to the blind. I wish people would hear this a lot more so that artists could be a bit more focused in their craft to understand that they can go out a little bit outside, you know, just doing concerts, you know what I'm saying? They could really be effective, you know, where God can plant them. What you have to be careful with, yeah. I think, too, with our scene, the thing that I feel, uh, I feel like it becomes real sensitive. Where I never want yeah. uh, the National Federation for the Blind to feel like I'm exploiting them. Yeah, you know? yeah, and so that's yeah. Where, that's where it becomes difficult because what, what happens sometimes is our scene, they hear, oh, Braille did this, and all of a sudden, all this stuff is is going on the web and you have a bunch of people talking all this stuff and I get concerned yes. that, uh, you know, that, that the organization will see it and there'll be comments made that don't necessarily represent my heart or my attitude uh-huh. and uh, and they could, they could misinterpret you know what's going on and so it, it becomes a matter of like I don't want to exploit these people yes, and, yes. Um, and basically make them think that I'm just doing it to make myself look good or make my ministry yes. look good Yes, but yes. That I'm, I'm really doing it because I genuinely uh, uh, have a heart for them, you know. So that's also that's also the line I think I walk, and a lot of artists walk in ministry is that sometimes if you're doing something in the streets or you're doing something that is ministry focused, sometimes it's hard to always feel this pressure that I've got to let all my fans know everything I do in ministry because I don't want the people that I minister to to feel like I'm exploiting them, you know. And that's a that's a thin line we walk sometimes. How do you how do you balance that? Because you know I I think that there are artists that new, do need to see that so that way they can understand this is real ministry. I know it's music, but it's also real ministry. You know I understand completely what you're talking about because I'm a pastor of a church. I'm a senior pastor of a church. I've been a senior pastor for eight years. I do holy hip hop, but I'm very sensitive in promoting my church a lot. You and I both know what goes on in holy hip hop. They don't necessarily know what's going on, so they might feel. Man, everybody loves my pastor like the way we do. And then they come into the scene and then they see what you and I see that we're always talking about lack of unity and all this other stuff. Sometimes I kind of keep my church away from it and then I include them sometimes. Then I have other artists that say, yo, preach, you should try to let remind dudes that at the end of the day, aside from being this outspoken radio show host, you are a bona fide pastor. You could get down when it comes to theological topics and debates and hold your own and have a you know, good topic that's not even music-based, completely ministry-focused. And I go, oh, I don't know, you know what I'm saying? How do you do it? How do you do it? How do you do it? 
Well, here's the thing. First of all, when it relates to artists, um, I'm a firm believer. Um, I'm a firm believer in local discipleship. And so what I mean by that is, is that beyond the music, I'm a firm believer in guys who are in ministry being discipled in their local church. And uh-huh. so, yes, there is some level of, of a responsibility for artists like me to show the younger artists, yeah, I do the music, but listen, this is really about the ministry and da 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 But ultimately, if they are getting discipled in their church, they could be guided and directed in that, again, without without um, me constantly having to make sure that uh, they understand every person who ever hears my music knows about every single ministry endeavor I do. Like, Braille feeds the homeless. Braille does, like, I'm Clark Kent or something. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, it's, 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 not, it's not so much about all the things I do. It's more about a changed heart and why you do it. And so that's like... It's, it's, it's a discipleship process, and, and so I, I get there where I'm like, man, I want to take on a few artists on a one-on-one and build with them and get to the heart behind it without yes. necessarily always focusing on all of the particular results. Because you could just look at what somebody does and go, oh, you know what, I'm going to just do what so-and-so did. He did a homeless feeding, he did this, he did that, you know, but it's really the heart behind it because mm. people do those for all different kinds of reasons. And so that's why I put a, I'm putting more than ever before in my life a strong emphasis on being discipled and having your ministry covered by your local church or body, not being, not operating independent of that. You know, so the current church that I attend, um, my, my pastor and the entire congregation is very aware of when I travel. They yeah. openly pray for, for me from the pulpit. They know when I'm traveling. They know when I'm gone. They know where I'm going. They know what's going on. And so I'm able to work with them on that kind of level where I have a covering and I have people that are encouraging me. They're asking me, how was the trip? How was it? Uh-huh. And, I, and I'm, I'm getting poured into um, as I go out and minister. And I really, really encourage young artists out there um, not to look for your church, not to just look at them as as a resource where you're just trying to you know uh, again then you end up trying to exploit your own church but yeah. more like make your pastor aware of what you do and, and, and look to him to guide you in ministry because he's been in ministry longer than you have and you can learn some stuff from him um and so I'm, I'm constantly learning, even though what I do is different uh, than the type of uh, than what my pastor does. Uh-huh. I'm still able to learn a lot from him because he's been ultimately ministering the word of God longer than I have. And so um, he's learned a lot of lessons in that. But yeah, man. So uh, it's, uh, it's it's something where, like, for in uh-huh. your case, man, it's not it's not a matter of. Uh, I don't. I think like it's completely okay uh, to let people know uh, you're a pastor when it's for the purpose of showing your heart. Yeah. But in terms of, like, making sure cats know, we don't always need to do that. We don't always need to defend ourselves. You know, it's yes. kind of like, I, I'm all about, I'm all about, let's, uh, Let's reveal the ministry that's taking place when it comes to showing the heart of what we're doing. But we don't necessarily need to, like, use everything that the Lord has used us to accomplish. Yeah. To basically say, yo, well, I do this and I do this. Yeah. Better listen to what I, it's not a matter of just listing off our accomplishments, but it's more giving God proper glory for what he's doing through us and, and, and how he's using those things to train us and to shape us. And really that we would be humble. 
food and blessed to partake um, in, in the expansion of God's kingdom anyway, because who are we that we would even have that opportunity? You know, so I, it's all about the heart of it. I yeah. Ultimately, yeah. you can tell people you're a pastor all day. If the, if the heart is right, it's, it's, it's great to let people know what you got going on, you know, and, uh, and let them know. But at the same time, I understand, too, the separation between this congregation that you are trying to shepherd. Yeah. And, and not letting your radio host thing become a distraction for them. That makes sense to me as well, because you're trying to shepherd them. And if they get all caught up in the radio host side of it and they and they stop viewing you as their pastor and their shepherd and they start looking at the radio host side and looking at gossip that pertains to being a radio host and stuff, it could skew their vision of, yes. the, of the overall thing of the role that you're trying to play exactly. in their lives. And I understand that too. Exactly, exactly. So that, that makes sense. Let me ask you a question. I recently, well, not recently. I think it's I think it's been maybe seven months ago. You kind of released a video, and I'm not sure if you had liberty to want to share a little bit about it. But um, the the video, I think it was on the south.com, if I'm not mistaken, it was kind of. Sh- it was on a few different websites. I put it on YouTube, yeah. and then I just let people do with it what they wanted oh, to. Do. Okay, if somebody okay. felt they wanted to inform other people, they could. But it, I didn't necessarily do a promotional campaign oh, on okay. it. But it's basically for those who want to know. Here's my statement. I put it to Facebook, to Twitter, yeah. And it newsletter, anybody who wanted to cover it, but I didn't like solicit a bunch of interviews and things like that because basically whatever I said in the statement, that was the extent of yeah. what I was wanting to say at that moment in time, and I did not want to like uh, create a spotlight on myself based on it, uh-huh. but I did want to want to be honest so that I, I wasn't, because it, it gets real difficult when you're going through things like that and you're continuing to be booked for shows. Exactly, and stuff, and, exactly. And people have an assumption of what's going on in your life, and that assumption is incorrect. So as an artist, it's really difficult because you have a lot of people who are not in your personal circle of friends, uh-huh. uh, yet they are very they are very aware of your life through your music. So when you have a dramatic life change, you have to have some way of informing those who stay in tune with what you do so they can be accurately, uh, they can have an accurate understanding of what's going on. So they're not just assuming one thing that's incorrect and that becomes very difficult for you as an artist to have to tell the same story over and over to mm-hmm. uninformed people when in one way in one manner you can inform uh, a, a larger mass of people and so that was ultimately the heart of it is like I've always been transparent yeah. in my music I didn't say anything while I was going through the storm yeah. my heart was just to seek out reconciliation and leave it at that um but when that was when it was no longer in my hands and I was no longer able um, to really control the situation and see the results that I thought were supposed to happen, uh-huh. by the time it was out of my hands, I realized, okay, I can't just deal with this privately. Yes. I have to let it be known publicly so that I can move on. Yeah, let so me, that really yeah. was me saying, here's what's went on. Now I'm going to move on without having to like like carry this on my own. And it's mm. not like I I had people in my life that were informed, but ultimately to show up somewhere in public and have people assume something about you that is false, it's very difficult to have to carry that. So let let me ask you then, I kind of had an idea, believe it or not, before you released the video, I kind of had not heard, but 
maybe a day or two before you released it, I was made aware that you were going to make a public statement about kind of like some stuff that you were going through. And I kind of knew what it was about. They didn't tell me in detail. And it wasn't given to me in a form of form of gossip. It was given to me based on I had been wanting to book you before to get on the show. But it was around the same time with this video. And they were like, well, hold off before you reach out to him on that because he's kind of going through this. Um, let's see what happens after that. And that's kind of the reason why I haven't had you on before. You know what I'm saying? So let me, let me, let me, let me ask you this then. How did, how do you, see, I don't understand. I've counseled, I'm a pastor. I've counseled couples that have gone through this and are presently going through divorce and things like that. You know, let me ask you, how did you cope with that, man? Because right now my wife is in, in the next room. She co-hosts the show with me. I have a great relationship with my wife. I'm not saying we don't fight. I'm not saying we're not perfect. But, you know, she's there. You know what I'm saying? I cannot fathom in my mind what would I do without her there. Because you don't enter into a marriage thinking that. And here you are, For you sure. deal with that. How, how did you go through that? Because I don't know how I would lose my mind if I would have went through, through something. How did you go through this, bro? How did you cope with all of this? Well, bro, I mean, uh, if you if you listen to the Weapon Aid record, um, uh, see, here's the thing. Um, in the moment, yeah. uh, it was the most, uh, it was like a worst nightmare yeah. that I could have imagined. Yes. I couldn't have even imagined anything in my life ever going worse than how that turned. It caught me so off guard. It was so not what I thought was going on, not what I expected. It threw me for such a loop that I didn't even know what to take of it. You know, but I, I still had a high value for the covenant. I still had a high value for those things. And also as a human, I was habitually um, uh, just, I was used to things being the way they were. Yeah. And all of a sudden, everything was different. And it was very dramatic. And I don't tell, like, the exact details at this point because uh -huh. it doesn't matter. It, yeah, I'm more focused on the gospel than I am on my own story. And if I was yeah. counseling somebody, I'd, I'd maybe share with them more what I've been through if it helped them uh -huh. with what they're going through. But beyond that, I just let it be. But it's crazy, and it never stopped being crazy. You know, the, the, the story is, like, very cinematic. Yeah. Yeah. Very like you could make a blockbuster film with it, you know. But uh, nonetheless, um, uh, the, the 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 process for me, a I thank I thank God that at the time I had a child um, that um, that needed uh, that needed me, you yeah. know, and I felt that, and in that it helped me to uh, uh, have something to be preoccupied with. And, and, and a focus and, a, and, and an immediate, you know, reason for me to just hold it together, you know. And so I really began pouring into my daughter, focusing on her, um, and really um, I believed uh -huh. that God was capable of fixing it. So mm. that was my initial hope. Yeah. My initial hope was God is capable of fixing this. And so I was 
very distraught. I was very, um, I was very like just um, feeling emotions that I'd never felt before. Sometimes walking and just feeling like there was a knife, like just in my flesh. You know, yeah. just like I yeah. don't know what to do with this. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, a lot of, you know, honestly, you go through that, and you're going through that within your in front of your circle of friends, uh-huh. in front of your family. It's extremely humiliating, unexpected. It's everything. Uh, you're you're betrayed. You're violated. And then in the process of trying to restore it and see it fixed, you're only making yourself vulnerable to more violation, more humiliation, more betrayal. And so you go through a whole year. Where basically every time you think things are a certain way, you realize that you are once again being deceived and you are being betrayed and you are being taken advantage of. And that was ultimately the pattern of what was going on. So by the time that, uh, by the time I put out that statement, it was like, uh, it's like, man, I'm relieved, um, to have an idea of where I'm going. Because he has no idea what I've been going through. Uh-huh. So it's like, you know what? This is not the result I was expecting or hoping for. But at this point, I am relieved because if this is what it is, at this point, I can accept it. At yes. first, I wasn't able to accept it. That's why I kept on working to see it change. But then when I realized it's beyond me, I can't change this. I can't fix this. It is out of my hands. And from there, I began a new process of, you know what? Let's just let Jesus be enough. Let's just let me focus on him and know if this is something that he has he has brought me through in order uh, to strengthen me in him, uh, then by all means, you know, and, and the way it progressed, I understood it. I finally, once I stepped out of it, I finally understood it. I went back to the beginning. You see, sometimes when something goes wrong. You have to go back to the beginning and you start to go back and you're like, you know what, the way that I understand um, what a Christian is now, the way that I understand what being saved is now, if I go back, Mm. probably never would have uh, uh, probably never would have pursued being in that relationship or moving forward in that relationship. But a lot of it was, I was this Gucci high, you know, uh, you know, I hadn't even dated for seven years at that time of my life. You know, I was just this uh-huh, good, uh-huh. quiet guy, and I kind of uh, met, uh, if you will, a damsel in distress who came from a quote-unquote American Christian family. So the understanding that I had going into the situation was, but this is a Christian girl who's just made a few bad choices, you know, and I just, in my limited understanding of those things, see, when people said Christian, I thought they meant what I meant because I was, I got saved, I got radically saved, there was never an assumption when I was born that I was a Christian. See what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I never identified myself as a Christian. Then I got saved. So it was not like my national religion. It was not anything like that. It was it was a conversion experience for me. And so, but I didn't understand a lot of that. And so with that, I just figured people needed to be motivated more. Why aren't you worshiping? All I want to do is worship the Lord. Something's wrong with you, you know? And uh-huh. you realize, man, uh, you know what I mean? You're trying to motivate people um, that... 
have not really had a conversion experience like that. And anyway, I say that to say that the more I grew in the Lord, the more I understood what happened. Like I said earlier in this, in this very same interview, I used to interpret God through my experiences. Yes. Now I interpret my experiences through God's word. As I began to do that, things made a lot more sense. And the peace of peace of God was with me. I was able to, at the end of the day, um, uh, look at my own errors, understand them, and basically say, you know what? I, never, I still didn't put it past God that He could fix it if He wanted to. But if He did not, if that's not what He chose to do in my situation, I was able to understand what happened and therefore trust Him. And it led to me uh, going on to, to having full custody of my child and basically operating as a single parent um, off and on for like a year and a half, but then eventually full time. And uh, the Lord really used that um, in the sanctification process of my life because I basically stopped everything. And the only things that were consistent in my life were parenting. Um, she goes to bed. I'm yeah. trying to write rap. I'm going to wake her up. I'm studying the word. I'm listening to sermons. I'm not focused on making music. I still did music when the Lord opened doors for me to op- uh, to minister, but I was not seeking out opportunities. I received the ones as they came in, focused on parenting, and I was doing something involved with the church three days a week. And that sometimes was the only time that I saw another person that I hung out with. Because when you're a single father, you don't have a lot of options of people to hang out with. Uh-huh. You, got, you got single mothers, but you ain't trying to be kicking it with a bunch of single mothers. <laughs> uh, you got you got women who are raising children, but uh, their husband is at work. I ain't trying to kick it with my homie's wife while he's at work. I'm just not, you know. Yeah. Uh, and, and then you've got homies that don't work, but if you're kicking it with like a 20-year-old without a job, the last thing you want to do is kick it with you and your three-year-old daughter. You feel me? So yes. um, my social my social opportunities were very limited outside of the context of church because at church there was uh, somebody who could watch my daughter in the nursery while I uh, worshipped, uh, heard the word, and fellowshiped. And so outside of that, and plus your daughter has a bedtime, so you put her to bed, put her to bed at 8 o'clock, there's no one else at the house, that means I'm stuck at the house from 8 o'clock on and so I can't really just go kick it with anybody in the evening time when uh-huh. those people are getting off work uh-huh. and so on and so forth so it really brought me back to this place where outside of the church I was very isolated and I did not my only social interaction was with the body of Christ and most of my my, my personal time was spent uh, pouring into my daughter and I found it became very necessary A after what I went through just for me to get a good night sleep it became very necessary that my meditations were on the word of God and not on what I had just been through yeah. you can become tormented in your mind with uh, all types of things and so I had to go to the word for two reasons A just to get to sleep sometimes but B to get strength to pour into my daughter the next day because for a man it can become kind of unnatural um, to, to be raising a little girl on his own to be yeah. uh, you know, cooking meals doing laundry doing baths doing ponytails watching strawberry shortcake cartoons and stuff <laughs> and so I needed uh, the Lord to really uh, 
strengthen me and center, I needed to be centered on him in order to effectively pour into her because on my own strength and in my own flesh, I think that, uh, you know, it, it just would be, it would be extremely challenging. And so that's kind of the scenario I was in. And, and anyway, a lot of growth took place over about a year, year and a half, where that was my consistent, that was my life, you know, my life was pour into my daughter, receive from the Lord, and look forward to scheduled times of fellowship, you know, and uh, that was that was kind of the process, you know, and uh, yeah, a lot of growth took place in there, and as I continue to grow in the Lord, I continue to interpret my experiences uh, by His Word and understand them, and you know, I've got passages of Scripture that I can reference, but nonetheless, I think I've kind of adjusted uh, over that, that whole thing, but yeah, I mean, the only way that I was really Really able to deal with it, bro, um, was uh, to focus on Jesus and not focus on myself. And so, having to raise my daughter and and and, and uh, really helped me to do that. It helped me to not focus so much on myself and to focus more on Jesus. And I think for anyone who's born on something, going through something. That is a key thing because we, he, it, it is in him where we will find our strength, find our hope, find our encouragement, find our joy, uh, find our rest, find, um, and also find that, you know what, he, he, he took on way worse than whatever we're taking on uh-huh. uh, for our sake. And so uh, the gospel really just took on a deeper meaning and it was really that's what got me through something that on my own was beyond what I think I would have ever been capable of uh, going through. Awesome. To awesome. the point where I'm yeah. thankful for it. To, to, to tell you the complete honest truth, at this point, it's not even a sad story to tell. I'm thankful for what the Lord has brought me through because I've been in situations, man, I was I was in Australia and I'm talking with this guy who uh, he was literally on his deathbed from cancer, you know, and he would get counseled by people and they would be like, oh, well, the reason you got it is because of things you did in your past or the reason you got it wow. is because you don't have enough faith and if you had more faith, God would heal you. And we, I sat and talked with him and... I was able to relate with him, even though my situation was different. I was able to relate with him in a unique way and share passages of scripture that other people had not pointed him to. And he was extremely encouraged in that moment. I was like, I'm thankful that the Lord has brought me through what he has brought me through so that someone who is going through something that is so beyond them could be encouraged through fellowship with me. And uh, so I'm at a stage in my life where it's like, it's no big deal, bro. I'm like thankful for what I've been. God has used it to strengthen me in my walk with Him, and He's also used it to strengthen me in ministry and to relate with people that are very often have very few people who can relate with them, can relate with the level of emotional pain or uh, the level of uh, confusion that they're dealing with, and a lot of people give them very shallow counsel. Yes, uh, yes. You know, that basically says, oh, well, the reason this isn't working is because of you. And if you were just a better person, then your life would magically be awesome and God would grant all your magic genie wishes. Mm. And 
When you're in that situation, bro, you've tried everything that you know how to do. And imagine. when people are telling you the only reason it's not working is because you're not trying hard enough, that's super discouraging. Wow. Super discouraging. Mm. You need somebody who points you to Jesus. Don't point me to myself. Don't tell me that I've got to fix this. Point me to Jesus. Point me to Jesus. Let him come in and walk me through this. If there's something I need to do, Jesus will show me what I need to do. If there's something I can't do, Jesus will show me I can't do it. And he'll give me the peace to understand that. You know, and so the people who helped me out the most were the people who pointed me to Jesus. Not the people who told me how messed up it was. Not the people who told me, you know, that I didn't deserve it. Or the people that told me I need to do this or I need to do that. People who pointed me to Jesus were the people uh, that I continue to seek out their counsel. Wow. This has been an interesting, intriguing conversation because I only knew, I only knew from the video and from what, I'm, from what I've heard others share. But to get to hear it from you and share your heart, man, I know that there's somebody out there that's encouraged and very, very encouraged by this. Awesome. This is what I want you to do, man. We're going to conclude this interview and um, just share with the folks where could they get your music, where could they reach you, and then I want you to introduce the track. Resurrect me. Listen, man, it's been a pleasure chopping it up with you, man. I've had a great time tonight, man. Thank you for sharing your heart. Um, so the floor is the floor. Thank you for having me on. Man. Definitely, the floor is yours. Share where they can contact you and then introduce the track. Resurrect me, bro. All right, all right. Well, my latest record is called Weapon Aid. Um, it came out on Humble Beast. And so you can find more information at HumbleBeast.com. It's also on iTunes and all that good stuff. You can find me on Twitter <laughs> at Braille Hip Hop. You can find me uh, Facebook.com slash Braille Hip Hop. Uh, pretty much if you type the word Braille and Hip Hop together, you will run into a picture of me from over the last five or six years. If I got long hair, it's an old picture. So if you see me and I got short hair, don't be surprised. I warned you, those are old pictures, but you're going to find them anyway. But uh, that's where you find me at, HumbleBeast.com, uh, Twitter, Facebook, slash Braille Hip Hop. This uh, next song we're about to play is called Resurrect Me. It's, uh, you could basically consider it a psalm of lament, crying out to God um, in a time of affliction, in a time of confusion, uh, uh, but trusting in his character that that uh, new life um, it will be found in him um, and crying out knowing that he is capable of restoring me um, uh, based on his will and his purpose through what he's bringing me through. And uh, so this is a song that was kind of just crying out to God in the middle of the storm. And I can, uh, with great joy and with great praise, say that God um, did not turn a deaf ear to me uh, but that he he came to me he visited me and has worked mightily in my life um, um, uh, concluding the various chapters that have happened since I wrote this song but this song for those of you who are in the storm or who have ever been in one and you've ever felt uh, like you just needed to cry out to God but also to be honest about those feelings this song is really communicating the weight and depth of the emotion 
emotional feeling um, that I was going through at the time when I did write the song and then just basically crying out to God and asking him uh, to bring me back to life. And it's not a, a literal, but very much so, uh, very much so when you feel like you are dying and to for him to, to resuscitate you when you feel like you're dead, um, for him to uh, revive you, to restore you. And that's really what the song is about. Okay, now that that's over, back to the music faster. We're gonna go into it right now. Let's do it. Let's get back to the music. Let's go. Yeah. Hop in the fattest jams. This is Holofest Radio.
Jazz in New York City's official number one radio station for holy hip-hop and gospel reggaeton. Listen up, y'all, man. We have concluded tonight's broadcast, man. Four hours of non-stop holy hip-hop reggaeton with yours truly. Preach that fire, my lovely wife, Sister Shorty Blaze, man. Listen up. We'll be back next Monday. Yeah, man. Next Monday. Exclusive interview with my man Jason. Yeah, man. City Lights. You know the deal, man. So it's going to be real crazy here. Love you guys. See you next Monday, man. Remember, next three upcoming Mondays. Uh, we got Jason coming up, Fidel, then we got Crane in A1, and then we shut down for the rest of the year. You won't be hearing up from us until January. Listen, man, until Monday, we hope you and yours, man, have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Be thankful in all things, man. You heard it from my man Braille. He said he was thankful for all that he went through. Holofest Radio is thankful, man, for all that we've gone through. We also thankful for all of the faithful listeners and supporters of this great radio station, Holofest Radio, man. You love us in spite of us and you promote us in spite of who we are. Man, you tuned in. Shout out to you in the chat room that's rolling out with us, man, the whole night, man. Love you guys. Let's close up with a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we love you, we honor you, we praise you. You are King of Kings, Lord of Lords, Father. We ask, Lord, that you would take control of tonight's broadcast. Lord, let it be glorifying your son, Jesus Christ, Lord. Let the podcast be a blessing to all of our faithfulness, Lord, that tune in and support this ministry, Father. If we've done anything tonight that is not pleasing in your sight, we ask you to forgive us, wash us in the blood of your Son, Jesus Christ, Lord. Until next Monday when we congregate again here, Lord. And just do what you've called us to do, Lord, to be a blessing to the holy hip-hop community, Lord. And add a little bit of Holy Ghost Pentecostalism to it, Lord. And just have a great time in you, Lord. Father, as we close, let all of our listeners, under the sound of my voice, have a wonderful Thanksgiving fellowship in their churches. And on Thanksgiving Day, may they have a wonderful Thanksgiving dinner with their families, Lord. Your word, Lord, says be thankful in all things, for this is the will of God concerning us. Lord, I'm thankful for all that you've given me for my health, for my family, for my work, for my wonderful church. Lord, for the fans and faithful supporters of Holofest Raider. And I also thank you for all of my enemies, Lord. Bless them in a special way. And more than all of that, we thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for our sins. We ask you all of these things in the name of Jesus. And the church say, amen. Amen. See you guys next Monday. 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 Monday.